Chapter thirty six of Carpenter's Geographical Reader Africa by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Trade and Commerce of the Congo. During our voyage up the Congo, we observe its great value as a commercial highway. It is the only road by which the products of this vast region can get out to the ocean, and some large European trading companies have established factories and warehouses upon its banks goods are taken from these stations to all parts of the congo basin and the native produce brought back in many places this work is done by porters who carry the goods on their heads marching single fire for days along the narrow african paths in others the goods are carried in native boats on the streams upon the congo and its chief tributaries steamers are always moving from station to station leaving foreign goods to be sent out and taking on cargoes for the railroad at stanley pool before that road was built everything had to be carried on the heads of men past the cataracts to the navigable river below now all goes by train to matadi where it is transshipped to the steamers of the lower congo or to the great ocean steamers which call at matadi and boma there are now steamship lines connecting the Congo with Antwerp, Hamburg, Rotterdam, and Liverpool, and the foreign commerce is rapidly increasing. It already amounts to many millions of dollars, and when the interior is further opened up by railway, it will be greater still. The most valuable product which the Congo now gives to the world is rubber, after which come palm nuts and palm oil, and ivory in the shape of elephant tusks other exports are peanuts and coffee and copal a gum that is used to make varnish tobacco is grown in all the native villages and it may become an important article of trade the congo rubber comes chiefly from vines while that of the amazon the best rubber of the world is from forest trees the vines are tapped or cut and the milk-like sap oozes out it is boiled in iron pans and made into great flat cakes for export in exchange for their products the natives take food bright colored cottons hardware arms and gunpowder we shall see these various things in the markets which are held once every four or eight days in almost all parts of the congo basin the african week is different from ours it has but four days and market day is considered the most important of all suppose we visit a market and see how the africans do business at home they are great traders and will go miles to buy or sell. Thousands of people are often to be found in one market, some of whom have traveled days for the purpose. We hear the din of the buying and selling long before we reach the market. It is situated in a grove of shade trees out in the country. There are hundreds of black men, women, and children, scantily clad, moving about under the branches. Some are sitting on the ground with pots and baskets before them others have their wares piled upon a carpet of leaves and still others have rude tents or shelters to keep off the sun some are bending over arranging their merchandise some are carrying it on their heads from place to place and some are going to and fro sampling the wares and buying goods to take home there are many women among the purchasers and not a few have babies tied to their backs or sitting astride their hips as african babies are usually carried how noisy it is the whole market seems to be shouting at once the people scold as they buy 
and the women fairly scream at each other those peddlers with goods on their heads are crying their wares that man over there is telling a story and the women about him are laughing see they have thrown back their heads and their white teeth show out against their dark faces step aside for that man with the sheep on his head you must not get angry if you are jostled here for these people do not consider it proper to quarrel on market days strolling about with our guide we make our way from one class of peddlers to another the market is so divided that each kind of merchandise has its own quarter here they are selling tobacco and cola nuts there peanuts and bananas while farther on are sweet potatoes manioc cabbages pumpkins and indian corn we fill our pockets with peanuts and each of us buys a stick of sugar-cane to eat as we move onward what are those round dumplings piled up on the ground they look like loaves of unbaked dough that is the chief bread of the congo it is made of manioc a root much like the sweet potato only larger the manioc is first mashed to a pulp and then soaked in running water for twenty-four hours to wash out a bitter acid contained in it after this the pulp is allowed to ferment and then is mixed into a stiff paste when cooked it is sliced up and fried in palm oil butter or peanut oil it now looks and tastes like sourdough it is very nutritious in one quarter of the market are the butchers with fresh meat and near them are live sheep and goats and also pigs chickens and ducks the fowls are kept in wicker cages and beside them are fresh eggs in finely plaited baskets the sheep are beautiful animals but i venture to say you never saw such sheep before they are covered with fine long hair is this not a strange country where the men women and children have wool on their heads and the sheep grow beautiful hair we buy spearheads and knives of native make from the blacksmiths who show us also collars and bracelets and anklets of brass some of the women about us wear brass collars each of which weighs many pounds they are welded on to their necks and have to be broken before they can be removed in another quarter we buy pieces of the native cloth made in the villages we notice also beautiful basket work fish traps and meal sieves nearby are women selling pottery made of red clay and a man who has some wooden pillows offers them to us at a low price but few foreign goods are sold in the market we are some distance back from the river and such things are rare and costly still there are bright colored cottons from england knives from germany and gunpowder from belgium here men are trading gay handkerchiefs and glass beads for india rubber and there they are trading brass rods for all sorts of native goods we observe that the business is largely a matter of barter and that no money passes the several articles are traded one for the other sometimes at a valuation of so many brass rods for each brass rods have for a long time been used as money in many parts of the congo basin different markets have different articles which pass as currency and goods and money vary in price according to the fashion and taste of the people in one village blue beads will buy more than white beads and in another the standard of value is red cotton handkerchiefs in some markets cowrie shells such as we saw along the niger are commonly used while still farther on bright colored calicoes needles and pins brass tacks or pieces of wire will buy what we want 
one of the most valuable things sold everywhere is salt in this market a pint cup is the wholesale salt measure and we are assured that a very little salt is a fair price for a slave boy or girl End of chapter 36